Okay, with Augustus Hinton, uh, Closet Closet Combat Episode 2 is the short film played at the LGBTQ2 Plus Film Festival. It's a three-minute animation film. Um, This is Episode 2, so I'm assuming there was an Episode 1, correct? You are correct, yes. And this is going to be an ongoing series for you? Are you going to make more episodes? Yeah, that's the plan, absolutely. Um, It's very exciting to have two done, so I can very officially call it a series. I've been calling this thing a web series, even with one episode for a while. Um, but yeah, the plan is to absolutely keep, keep telling this story. Cause I don't feel like it is, uh, fully been told quite yet. So this is about, this episode is about Ted, who was a closeted, uh, gay high school boy. And then it's more about his coming of age to, I'm assuming with the episodes is Ted, Ted's always going to be your main character. Ted will be the main character. Yes. And, and yeah. let's, can I throw it out there and, and assume it's based on you? I'm yeah, pulling largely from my own life experiences for sure. Um, I always like to have like a just a disconnect between me and the character just because that's kind of I think makes it a lot easier for storytelling. But yeah, absolutely pulling from personal experience and uh, sort of doing like a hyperbolic version of that for this sure. story in this animation. for dramatic effect. Your your version absolutely. of life, but I'm assuming you're out of the closet now. One would assume that. Yes, <laughs> a fair assumption. Uh, but yeah, very much so, very much so. And but in high school, it was like so. You're based in the in the mid Midwest. You're in Minnesota, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's a perception. There's a kind of like a pre. There's a perception of Midwest. You know, like living in Minnesota. I didn't even know it's it's a blue state. It kind of is a blue state. There's like, mm-hmm. but there's that perception of like you know like that because it's because it's always cold and it's always like white. Everybody's white. That. There's a lack of uh, culture. There's a lack of uh, awareness of of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's yeah, it's like small town. Even there's certainly parts of the Midwest that are you know like anywhere. Some parts are a little bit more liberal. Some parts more conservative. Um, I grew up in a smaller town in Wisconsin, just next door to Minnesota. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just largely kind of about the the sort of coping mechanism that. Ted uses and that I kind of use to just sort of uh, exist in the closet and not go crazy um, and kind of turn it into something that you can win and succeed at rather than just like this sad sort of so place. Can I say, can I state your age? Can I, am I allowed to say the whole Yeah, absolutely. So you're in your I'm early 30s. Let's say you're, you're in your early 30s. So yeah. this is, this is events that 15, like 15 years ago, perhaps like around the 15, 14 years ago. If if the people now are in high school, are they having a better time at your small town if they're gay? I think so. I think so. I think a lot has changed in 15 years for sure. Um, I think there's parts that have changed really quickly and then some parts, um, you know, still need so much work. But uh, sure. overall, I think there's a lot more visibility of the queer community through just in media and in social media and other places and just seeing people like that exist, I think is extremely helpful. Um, so if I feel like there's, we're at least getting a lot closer to tolerance, maybe even acceptance. Um, I don't think we're at the point of like celebrating those differences in like a smaller town by any means, yeah. but um, I think it's better. I don't think it would be as fearful depending on your family situation or like kind of who you are around. Of course. Um, but I'm saying that you're, you're, you, you were closeted. One would assume for, for your survival, for, for survival, I guess. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's what it felt like. Um, even though kind of like upon reflection, it's not like of there course, was but I'm talking some... about in the in the limited minds that we have when we were teenagers. Yeah, exactly. I don't I we didn't have the sort of um broader perspective of knowing like I don't think like my family seems like they're always gonna be there and support me, which they do and they have that's amazing. Why am I so fearful? And it's it's just this whole culture surrounding you that um and all the stories you've ever seen about um like a gay person on TV at that time, like in the nineties or early two thousands, always ends in tragedy. And so that's kind of like the only point of reference you have for what could it be like to come out? Well, you might get killed. That, like that's those are the stories that you see. And so it's like, well, that seems like probably not a good idea then. Maybe I'll just keep Didn't, this to myself. But, but Dawson's Creek, I guess the one guy came out. He was okay, wasn't he? I don't know if you watched that show. I never watched it, yeah. but... But he was a know, pretty popular show in that time, so... It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never saw it, but I just... I'm thinking of like Brokeback Mountain or The Crying Game or just other oh. really heavy dramas that just end in... Yeah, you got to go with the fluffy. You got to go with like the... That's not... We're not taking ourselves too seriously kind of drama. Totally. Well, it's hard to not... But then if your safety is what's in question, it's really hard to not take that seriously. You know what I mean? No, yeah. So. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but that high, <laughs> you're nailing that high school vibe, that that emotion that we all experience. Well, Lee, like I, I, I remember having a girlfriend and she loved high school and she thought it was the greatest thing in the world. She was the only one I ever met who was like that. So <laughs> but let's, let's assume that most people are, are high in anxiety and you think that this is never going to end. You think that this is, this is life, right? You can't see an end totally. of this, of this, this conflict, I guess you're having with outside in inside yourself, I guess. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a great point that it's not like, well, besides your uh, girlfriend that you dated, I don't think anybody <laughs> likes high school. Like yeah. everyone's having a battle of some kind. Um, and I just really wanted to shine light on on this one. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. But there's always that exception. I was just giving that aberrational, that person, yeah. that that one person who loved high school, right? So, all right. So you, you're nailing the animation here. So what what type of animation is this in the film? It's 2D animation um, made in After Effects, if that's helpful for you. And um, yeah, just a lot of 2D character animation. So we're not really getting to 3D for this. Um, yeah. And so, no, no, I just because you, but you're doing it, you're drawing everything yourself like in this film, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the kind of process is to make, because I'm, I'm not, I don't think of myself as an illustrator, or at least not what I love to do. So I draw as few drawings as I can, which is still a lot, um, and then kind of manipulate those in um, a different program to make them move and bring them to life. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing. It's a really well done animation, really well done film. So, but three minutes. I'm assuming this takes a long time to do. It does. It does. Uh, it's. I mean, this one took probably like a year and a half. I would say grand total. Um, which is a lot faster than the first episode, which is great because we're kind of cranking up that timeline. Um, and it's always just because I am doing, you know, 95% of it, yeah. which is something I'd love to change for the future. But because I'm doing so much of it, I try to make it as short and efficient of a story as possible where we're just cutting out any fat because that just means I have more to do and that becomes less realistic for me to finish while working like jobs and <laughs> trying to earn a living and everything. hundred percent. You got to do that. So, but at the same time, you're, you got a certain blueprint that you created with, with these two episodes, right? So when you're, it's not, I'm, I'm not saying it's not, it's going to be, it's still going to be hard, but it's going to be as not as difficult because you've already created the characters. You've already created the tone. You already created kind of the atmosphere, I guess. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's, I think there's just less to figure out, or you can certainly focus on other things for, you know, coming episodes, um, even just coming up with the whole idea um, in the first place that took a lot of time and just kind of finessing to get it right. Um, I don't have to worry about that structure for the next one. Um, I don't have to think about exactly what this character looks like. Maybe we can tweak a little bit here and there, but that's been established. And so it's really nice to not have to figure out some of that stuff again. And just and so of, you're working on the third episode right now. The I've started the script. And so we're kind of like just taking a little break um, because it is so much work, but started the script, um, applying to some grants as well, because I would love to be able to bring on more people to this next one to make it bigger and better. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely there's ideas um, swirling around for sure. So you got so in terms of this film, you have the two voiceover actors, then you have the sound designer, right? Jamie mm -hmm. is Jamie. Your, uh, Great sound design, by the way. And then you have music, I guess, well, kind of people who helped you out with the film. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this one, yeah, two voice actors, which just added so much because I did not have any um, voiceover work in the first one. So that, of course, brings characters to life so much. And they were extremely talented. And then, yeah, bringing on, um, you know, someone who's worked in sound for like 15 years or something, Jamie. Uh, and he just, um, A, worked super fast. I was so amazed by the speed at which he was able to put some stuff together. Yeah. And yeah, just, I feel like it read my mind with the kind of sound landscape that I wanted. Um, he didn't create the music himself, but we kind of did a joint effort of finding the right songs for this um, with people he knew and, um, you know, music I was able to get my hands on. And just a sound is, you know, is really half of it. So it was so incredible to see the visuals I've worked on for so long suddenly have this um, depth to them based on the sound landscape that yeah it's, it's 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 a nice it's a nice job and, and so where did you find him i found him on the internet um awesome. i don't remember exactly where i don't know if i was just trying to find just like googling sound designers and then doing research and looking at a lot of people's websites i don't remember <laughs> the exact process but i reached out he was super nice super friendly um and just quick to respond and then i was like you're the guy and i think it was felt invested in the story and I think saw the the message I was trying to send and everything and was able to get behind that, which was really helpful and encouraging. So what's great about your film is that obviously it's a very topical conversation. It's got a universal kind of appeal to it. Even if you're straight gay, it's still you're kind of crossing the boundaries of, of like a person who just doesn't fit into this like this world. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially in that kind of high school setting. So you nailed that, but also too, there's the, you're mixing genres as well. You're kind of doing different kinds of uh, moods and feel. Obviously, it's animation, action, some comedy, obviously drama. So you're kind of mm -hmm. mixing kind of the the tone, I guess, right, in the film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think there's always room for humor somewhere, and you know, most like any dark situation. Um, so I, I think the mixture of comedy and drama, kind of. Um, uh, makes the other feel a little bit louder or makes, you know, the drama feel more dramatic, makes the comedy feel funnier. Uh, and I, I just think it's good to not take things too seriously. So to suck out any humor from this, I think would just kind of turn people away and make it less accessible. And I think yeah. there's humor to be found in the situation. And then obviously, you know, I wanted to include sort of video game action sort of genre as well, because that's just the kind of stuff that I love to do in the way that I want to tell the story. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. But also too, it's like he's going this. Your character is going through a lot and 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 anxiety. But at the same time, like 
he's it's not the worst thing in the world that someone's going through right so you, it's like right you can't take it too seriously you got to take it like you got that's what i mean you got to add that kind of like that, that kind of like action and kind of com- comedic kind of flair to the film to kind of give it more kind of emotion i guess yeah it's just the full full array of human emotion where like parts of it suck and like like you said just to remain positive you have to find humor in it which i think is realistic i think people do that and so i wanted to include that in this because it's realistic and again to make it accessible to to kind of anybody watching so part of my video game ignorance but what's the game that the, i know this is a these are famous games where like two people battle each other and and, and what's that what's that game called I, well, there's a few. I think Street Fighter is probably the most Street famous. Street Fighter, okay. Yeah, that's like the classic one versus one, um, just 2D. You're fighting and duking it out until somebody, you know, somebody's life bar goes down. Um, but yeah, that's probably the certainly the most famous. Um, yeah, because they, they this has been going on like this this type of Street Fighter has like been going on for like over 20 years. I'm assuming that i think 30 uh, at this point yeah 30 yeah so i just remember it when it came out i'm like oh this is going to be a good game like even like like my my son who's four years old it's like i i don't even want him to, sh- to show him this game because he's going to fall in love with it <laughs> yeah totally yeah. i mean the the animation is so flashy and i feel like it was but it's the fighting so much... <laughs> it's right the right like yeah. it's over the top it's insane and it was so fun to pull from just like a lifetime of playing video games to come up with yeah. the I guess the choreography for this um, and just pull from different games and um, create something that's unique to this. Were you on a track? Were you on a track team? I was on the track team. I did track and cross country. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of nailed that vibe. Even the bulge in the beginning, like every guy does that. We're always checking each other's penises. We have an obsession with it. So, right. (laughs) Yeah. Straight, straight or gay or bi or whatever. I think I know, I know. And so that's, that's another thing I wanted to, you know, not make it like hypersexual or anything, but acknowledge something that I, I feel like if I've done it, then other people have done it for sure. Gay yeah. or straight. Um, and so like, let's tell that story. I don't feel like I've really seen it too much. And that was just like a little secret thing just for something that I did just where eyes would wander, maybe whether or not they were supposed to. Um, and something I just kept to myself, of course, and didn't draw any attention to and just kind of added to like the secrecy of your everyday life. Did you go to school for animation? I did. Yeah, I went to I went I transferred a couple times, but eventually graduated from the University of Wisconsin Stout with like a film and um, animation degree. Yeah. Is that what you do now? Like you're, you're talking about day jobs. Is that what you, you work in, in the film industry or? Yeah, I do. I actually teach. I'm now back at University Stout teaching animation, oh, wow. which I never predicted. And so I do that half time. And then the other half of the time I do freelance animation, a lot of motion graphics. Gotcha. And then of your students uh, watched your film? They have not. No, I think if they wanted to find it, they could. But I try to just kind of keep the focus on them for gotcha. you know, that makes sense. The class, but they're they're certainly welcome to. Um, but I try not to broadcast it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I really like this film a lot. I think it's the the animation's fantastic. You the use the colors. Obviously, red is a very uh, prominent color in your film. But even mm-hmm. the, your character, the blue eye, kind of like the he's aware. He's 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 aware of kind of like seeing what's going on in the world it's very like there's all these like little thematic touches in your animation so you can tell you put a lot of care into into the designing the whole thing thank you yeah yeah lots of lots of thought into it um just trying to make every the shorter the story the more efficient you have to be with your storytelling so trying to like add bits of storytelling to every single element of the piece i think is really important 
And what did you think we brought the audience to you? What did you think what our audience had to say about your film? It was, I was so appreciative of everything the audience had to say. Uh, and it's always interesting to see just the diversity of thought among any group of people, because I, of course, you know, know this thing in and out and know the parts I struggled with, the parts I'm most proud of and, or the parts that took the longest too. And so it's nice to remove, have that, all of that knowledge be removed and then just have fresh view on it. And everyone just likes something different about it. And yeah. that was really special to see what parts resonate with people and what parts don't in a way that I just don't feel like you can predict as a filmmaker. You do your best to make a, you know, a good film and story and animation or whatever, but um, you just never are gonna know exactly what parts people really, really um, hone in on. And so it's just really fun to see the difference in thought there. Well, I wish you the uh, ultimate best uh, with your film. I just want to make one last point because you said something really interesting in the in your blog interview where you said that you there is distance. I was able to tell the story because I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you're you had distance of the of the of the moments. You weren't still traumatized by it. You were you you for you had some therapy in terms of yourself and basically, and now you had perspective. Now you can tell the story. It's very it's a very key point because a lot of people try to tell these personal stories and it gets so muddled because they you can tell they haven't figured it out themselves yet and they're trying to figure it out with their film but it just doesn't work so i just want to add that one extra element it's like what you did is that that's it's a kind of a proper kind of emotional and still there i'm assuming it was still therapeutic for you too making it yeah absolutely um i say that everyone should go to therapy no matter who you are <laughs> um but yeah i think just the distance from it you can see it more clearly you're not um, so attached to it that even thinking about it just like makes you sad or makes you angry or whatever. Um, you have to be able to look at it somewhat objectively to create like a story around it that other people will resonate with. Um, and I think, yeah, it is very cathartic because it's not like I'm going to go beat anybody up. That's not my style. Yeah. Um, but it is so fun to think of like, to see these, these things on screen, like these battles, these fights and everything else um, that kind of like rattled around my head for so many years. Um, just something creating that movement is really cathartic. And, uh, yeah, I, I think you have to be healed from the situation at least a little bit to start talking about it. Otherwise you're just kind of, your emotions get in the way and that's not the only thing you need to create a good film is passion. You need a lot of other stuff too. hundred percent. And I, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but, uh, I'll, I'll do it with this. Your, your name, Augustus, is there, what's the, is there a symbolism to him? It's a very interesting name for some sure. age. The little story there is that I'm the youngest of three boys, and um, my I think my dad was the driver of this. All of us have the initials AJH, and um, they, being number three, they were like, we already did Andrew and Alexander, so we should try to do something. And then they watched the movie, there's like a short, uh, like a mini series called Lonesome Dove. Okay. And the main character's name is Augustus Canadian, McRae. Canadian show, yeah. Yeah, I'm not named after him, but they were like, that's a really good, strong name. And it can be shortened too. Like it's, there's like a practicality to it because they're Midwestern people that are always trying to be practical and pragmatic. Yeah. Um, so like, this is kind of fun and grand and we can shorten it down to just Gus too. Oh, Gus, yeah. I was thinking Augie, look at me. But basically yeah. great, Gus is a lot better than Augie. Let's put it that way. But great, it's nice and short. Fantastic name. It's a fantastic name. Thank it's you. Like, it's like it, it has a, your Augustus hidden, like like I'm saying, like it has a certain power to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's really yeah. fun to use on all my professional stuff. 
And then day day to day, I'm just like, please just call me Gus. That's way easier. Yeah. Um, but it gets people's attention, and I love it for that reason. Exactly. So your parents did good on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll let them know you said so. All right, man. We'll take it easy. Let's talk again when the third film's made. I love to talk about this film. I love to help promote it anyway. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the interview. I was really happy to be here. Hey, I'm with Jenna and Kaya. God, Gabby Fire is the short film. It is an animation film. It is a dance film played at the Experimental Dance Music Film Festival. Excellent, excellent film. Uh, it's funny because you guys are from you guys are from the this the, the the School of Visual Arts, correct? Yes. You're the second uh, team person I've talked to today from the School of Visual Arts, which is which is interesting. So you seem to be doing some good things. <laughs> of course. Yes. Yeah, I saw the other film um, which was in our ear. So that was oh, that that was part yeah, of your that was part of the festival, like, yeah. In this festival. Yeah. Um the title was like flower flower? What's that? <laughs> what was the title? I, I forgot. Oh, of the other film? It was Pav of Three uh Yeah. Oh Pavista. Yeah, her her I uh, heard like kind of music video um, about New York City. So yes, it was beautiful. The VFX. Mm -hmm. I love really that. Good. I love that one as well. In in your school is like is very interesting. The more more schools because it it's it helps you submit to festivals, correct? Like it helps you, <laughs> like they submitted for you for you guys. Yeah, yeah. For this festival, it was really helpful for them to submit for us. Yeah, so they really, they're really, because most most film schools don't do that. So they're really, they're really helping you guys out, kind of getting the, the film, the films that they believe in out there more, I guess. Mm, yeah. Yeah, the school is like doing a lot of stuff for us. <laughs> yeah. And in the past, I don't think there were many music video uh, films. So I think this year, because there were so many that they really wanted to encourage it and um, support them. Yeah, but your film is like I guess it's an it's a, I guess it's the animation music video I guess right. Yes. And you made it with a dance kind of sequence. So <laughs> tell me about like you guys working together. Where did you guys meet at school? Yes, we met sophomore year in our thesis class. Yeah. And you guys connected. Yeah, so like there was a class for like everyone to um pitch their like thesis idea. So like. Um, also, like, if someone likes, like, someone else's, like, idea, like, they can also, like, team up. So that's how we met in that class. Yeah, Kaya, um, she pitched her thesis idea to our whole class. And um, I really loved the idea. Like, it seemed really fun. And um, I liked that it was so high energy and was a very, like, colorful idea. Positive film, I guess, right? Yeah. So who did the music for this film? Oh, so um I commissioned a K-pop composer in Korea. Yeah. Uh his name was um Jiho Wu. <laughs> uh he had a nickname which I, think I am not remembering at the moment, but I will pull out right now. <laughs> Did he go by mood? I think. Yeah, mood. Thank you, Zema. Yes. 
And how does it work to commission commission the film from from them? Like, how does it? What's the process? Oh, so, um, I had like a initial idea of like, so Dokabi is like a Korean like mythical creature, and like I had an idea about like this mythical creature in the urban setting, like who likes party and stuff. Like I had this like rough design, so like I gave the design to the um composer and like I want this like really like um fun and like playful like with like energetic music. So like I got like a couple of beats and like we figure out the lyrics together as well. So that's why I think um we could get a music like that. Like that are it is like just perfectly made for our films. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really cool. Did they have they seen the move up the the video? Yeah, yeah, they did. And they and they liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you gave you made them a music video. You made them a music video, like you made them a music <laughs> yeah, video. Yeah, we we kind of did. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me about the pro the process of uh, making what kind what style of animation is this? So um, our film has three D animation, as well as two D animation at the end. Um, we used mocap animation for like the dance sequence, like the chorus and such, and then um for the animation during like the beginning and doing parts that were less energetic and less motion, we um, animated ourselves. And yeah, okay. And so in, in terms of the the dancing, did someone help you like animate the choreography of the dance? Yeah, actually we also collaborated with a choreographer um, in New York and we also like showed the music and the concepts and everything. So like, uh, can you make a choreography like that matches this vibe? And like, she also like gave a bunch of samples and like we kind of worked together and did a motion capture um, shoot um, in our school. Like we, as School of Visual Art has like a little um, motion capture room that for students, so. Cool. And then the concept of the video is that is that this girl is having a kind of a kitty party, like a kind of a normal average party that like a preteen would have. And then and then she goes into her fantasy world and, and she has like a kick ass party, I guess. Right. Like it's like she changes it and it becomes like this ultimate kind of party. It's almost like a coming of age of like her becoming a woman in a sense. By going from a, a kitty party to an adult kick-ass party. Yeah, and I think it also has a lot to do with confidence because I feel like in the in the beginning we want to show that she's kind of even though she's with her friends and listening to like the music that she loves, she's still a little bit nervous to start dancing. And then, um, but towards the end of the film, she's like dancing with everybody, and she's like she feels really comfortable in her own skin and everything. And I think we wanted to show that as well as like growing as like maturity as well as like confidence. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, yeah, so the, the, cause it's like, she is dancing. So then getting the choreography, it's like, 
did someone do the do the dance like in live action and you kind of copied what they did and then put it on animation like how was that process yes that's the exact process we did yeah like a motion capture um data is um transferred through like a bunch of software like um I'm so nervous. I'm blanking out the name. Bunch of software, yeah. <laughs> like eventually to Maya, and I wrote a little script that um transferred the data to like a animatable rig, and like so the animation is like back to the rig, and that point like I can like actually like tweak some keys and like add like hand movement and like expression to like really polish that motion out. That's really cool. And this is what you all learned in at your school, correct? Yes. And then you have you guys graduated? Yes. We graduated um this spring. So this was your kind of graduation film, thesis film, I guess, right? Yes. How'd you do? Did you pass? Yes. Yes. And your teacher liked the like the film. Is this what you both want to do? You both want to do like like uh, like uh, special effects or animation in the film industry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. um, I did um, environment modeling and texturing, and lighting and rendering and compositing, and so I want to pursue that. And Kaya. Oh, <laughs> um, I did all the character related stuff and some of the technical side of it like motion capture and stuff so yeah i'm really into um it's like a uh, music video dancing like music in general so someday yeah i would want to make like another animated music video <coughs> gotcha and so and so basically was there anybody else involved in the film like you got the choreographer you got the music <laughs> and then you, the two of you kind of did everything else, I guess, right? Yeah, for the most part. We had help, of course, from like teachers and critiques and like opinions from friends and mm -hmm. such. That was really and, and how long did it take you to make the film? The a whole year? process? Yeah, from start to finish, I'd say two years. Yeah. <laughs> two years. Wow. With school, of yeah. course. But tell me about creating the character, like character, the, the faces and the in the in like kind of like the texture and like how did you did you guys like draw for a long time to kind of nail what type of the look of the character? Yeah, um, we did a lot of like concept art. Also, um, we brainstormed together to like which kind which object we wanna put on those like friends' head. So ended up with um pizza unicorn and satay and the baby head. Yeah, the baby, baby head. head. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, because there's a lot of like uh in terms even the 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 fashion. There's a lot of fashion in your film in terms of like costume. Was that was that really thought out? For sure. <gasps> we almost missed out the another. <laughs> Another artist we commissioned. Um, her name is um, her nickname is Ago, and like 
she like helped us develop all the like a uh, fashion that are like inspired by um like Korean traditional clothes, but like like uh, in a modern and like a sparkly like stage style. So yeah, yeah we definitely want to credit her. <laughs> so there's a real Korean influence, I guess, in your film. Yeah. Like a mixture of it, like in a fun way. Jenna, Jenna, are you you're Korean as well? No, I'm actually Chinese. <laughs> Chinese, and but you're okay with the Korean influence? Yeah, um, I listened to K-pop before um, starting this project, and so I love the idea of making a K-pop music video. I've always loved like KDA and like that kind of style and the kind of influence that it has. Okay. So I was excited. I guess it's I guess it's like K-pop is really popular. It's like especially in the Eastern Eastern world, I guess, right? Yeah, it's getting popular. It's getting popular, or it already like is popular. It is popular, but it's like getting more popular, which is yeah. good. And then you mentioned the the two D animation at the end of the film, or kind of like the scary, or why did you guys? decide to do that transition to like those little those little kind of moments in 2D and like kind of different style of animation. Oh um so um we were we were in like 3D animation class but before that um I used to do a lot of 2D like hand drawing animation so like I wanna like put mm. some aspect of like 2D inside it and like also, like it varies the style and like, um, like amps up the general energy and like it makes like a good highlight of the film. So we did that. Gotcha. Yeah, because it kind of really kind of stands out. It like it kind of like that kind of contrast in style. I think it helps the film stand out as a whole because it has diff all different types of animation. And also it was like a really nice transition to like the finale of like the photographs. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, just a beautiful looking film, like in terms of like the product, like like the the background, the fashion. I know it's animation, but like kind of like everything of the style, really nice stylized film, kind of showcases both of your talents, I guess, right? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And we send the audience to you. What do you guys think of what the audience had to say about your film? I was very happy about it, and like, yes, like even like, nice. oh no, Jenna, you go first. No, that is it. Just um, it was very nice to hear all of like the opinions and um, how they loved like the vibrancy and the animation, and they loved like the two D animation parts and like the characters because we worked so hard on um those aspects to make it stand out and make it really aesthetically, like pleasing and vibrant. Hiya. Yeah. yeah. Kai, anything that? Yeah. Um, yeah, also adding to that, um like in general, like while making the film, like I was like like trying really hard to like um get our like story, get our like messages out, like on top of like beautiful like visuals. And like I was really glad that like the audience like really got the story and like the message um behind that. Yeah, hundred percent. They loved your film. So you guys like so the the school is based. It's four year program based in New York City, Gramercy area. Where are you guys from originally? 
Um, so I was um, raised on Long Island, New York. So not too not too far from where the school is. Did, did you did you did you live there? Or did you commute every day to school? Um, I lived in the city. Okay. And Kai, where are you where are you from? Um, I'm born and raised in Korea, and I went to New York City um, for school of visual arts. Did you commute from Korea every day to go to school, or I'm just I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have my private job. <laughs> so then so how is this how is that because you guys from different kind of different worlds different perspectives but how is like like living in new york city kind of like that it was a little bit of a culture shock at the beginning yeah. uh, <laughs> um so like i live in seoul like which is also a big city yeah in korea so like City to city was like not that too much of a difference um in a way, but also um it's it's more loud and it's kind of dirty and like crowded in New York City. But it's a character in a way. Yeah, and then so then Jenna, you're like, did you like go there a lot during when you were a kid? Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, well, my mom works and worked in the city like my whole like her, my whole life and her whole life so um we would go there sometimes like i visit her i go to work with her or we go to plays together and such like that but i it was i didn't know what it was like to actually live there and to actually live there was really was really nice and refreshing and fun and what what what, what do you remember like when you guys were teenagers and you decided to go to this program what motivated you to to do like special effects animation, what, 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 what brought you to this program? Um. Well, in high school, I actually I saw a TED talk about um about working on three D feature films, and so um it really inspired me because I knew that I loved art and I loved technology, and so um three D animation and visual effects kind of like brought all of that together, so I thought it was perfect. Um, I've been always into animated characters that are singing and dancing from, I don't know if you guys are like familiar with it, but like Vocaloid and like Gorillas, like Studio Killers, of course, um, KDA from recent, they're like, they're all like animated, like non-existing characters, but like they're like a band and like they have music videos. Like I was like really fascinated about that like, and wanting to make like one of those kind in one day. And it's like, like this is, this was like my dream film. And then you guys are both graduated and now you're both, are you both working in the industry now? Yeah, but we are like also consistently looking for work. Because the economy is like hard and like the job security is not really good these days. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a it's a process. You guys are now you're young, you're you're gonna start your careers and gonna do your different things and and uh yeah, and I wish you guys the bad both the best. I'm I'm assuming you're gonna make more films. So hopefully we can talk again when you guys make your next films. Uh, yes. thank you. Thank you so much. 
This is an excellent film, by the way. Very beautiful animation. Very uplifting. It's like nice, like I said, nice choreography, nice costumes. It's just like a really great animation film. So can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.